This is Pop Fiction Women. I'm Corinne. I'm Kate. And we're complicated. Blunt. Total boss. But sometimes a mess. Opinionated. But never boring. And in this podcast, we're discussing the complicated women of the best books, TV, and movies. Along with the complicated women behind the scenes. Warning, lots of spoilers ahead. So come back when you're done. Hurry up, it's starting. We are talking about Utopia, the new Amazon show from my personal Mm. favorite, Gillian Flynn. Yes. Utopia is the logline. A group of young adults who meet online get a hold of a cult underground graphic novel, which not only pins them as the target of a shadowy deep state organization, but also burdens them with the dangerous task of saving the world. It's a U.S. remake of a British conspiracy thriller series that first aired in 2013. And it is, according to creator Gillian Flynn, a razor blade dipped in chocolate. Whoa. Yeah, I liked that. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Right. Which the reporter said was a blackly funny and brutally violent show about a looming crisis caused by climate change and overpopulation. Oh, boy. Where's the chocolate is what I'm wondering, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Where is the chocolate there? Maybe it's coming, but I don't know. So this one has been on my radar for a long time. Obviously, I obsessively stalk Gillian Flynn. Well, not really. I mean, don't be wor- don't be scared of me, Gillian. <laughs> I don't not really. No, not really. She also has a very little online presence. So I feel like every anything she puts up, I'm like trying to take it in. Right. But also I follow Jessica Rhodes, who is an ex- executive producer on Utopia. I found her from The Affair. She was an executive producer there, too. She also worked on Sharp Objects, Gillian's last TV project. Yes. So I've been tracking her work mostly. She is a little bit more present on Instagram. And she is also currently working on the TV adaptation of Station Eleven. <gasps> you love I, that, don't I you? I do love that. Based on the novel by Emily yes. St. John Mandel or Mandel Mandel, yes. Oh, my husband loves that book. I've, I think I've talked to you about that. You're both huge fans of that book. It's it's a good book and also kind of pandemic. Yeah. Yes, related. So Jessica mm-hmm. seems to have found her her niche here, but I guess so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no no rom-coms for her? No, no, no. No, no. <sighs> but of course, the real powerhouse behind this one is my favorite Gillian Flynn. So the press alone for the show is reason enough for me to be just grateful it exists. This is not my general cup of tea, but mm. It's, you know, anything that's coming out that she's behind, there's going to be interviews and I am eating them up like I I cannot get enough of them. I can't. I sent you something last night that I loved. She talked about. Yeah, she talked about that that she's been working on Utopia for quite some time. It's been in the works since roughly the time her six-year-old daughter was conceived yeah. The girl, in the, the article says, the girl is affectionately known as Kick after what she used to do in the womb while the author was working away on the TV series. 
And Gillian says she she could go feral very quickly. And I say that with all affection. There's an in- instinct to tame children, I think. And I try to resist that. Girls especially need that particular skill skill set of fierceness, the willingness to push back. And we all know that that is something that she gives to her characters. Yes, all Mm -hmm. of her characters. That was something that we thought, well, it's worth checking out this. So Mm -hmm. we watched the first episode. No spoilers. I guess we'll try to do it with no spoilers. I mean, certainly no season spoilers. We might have episode one spoilers in here. But really just a matter of what do you think? Like, what's what's our read on it from a complicated woman standpoint? I guess is is our thing. So, but she says that she was really drawn to this material as a writer because I. She says I liked that it was different enough to give me a challenge. I've never written an ensemble piece. The stuff I usually write is very psychological and focused on one or two people. Mm-hmm. And this is quite an ensemble. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to keep track at first, I there, think. Yes. All the people. Yes, and especially because when you start, yeah. they don't know each other really. They only know each other online. They don't know each other in person. So when they're in the same room together and they don't know they're in the same room together, you're like, wait, is it this person? Is it not this person? Who are we looking for? But I am a big fan of Dan Bird. Did you ever watch Cougar Town? He was the he's the son. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, I loved Cougar Town, and I really liked him. He was a good character. So, who was Dan Bird? Ian. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I am a big well fan. the the Sam the blonde yes. character. Yes. So she comes on screen, and I'm like. Oh my God! Oh, that's that actress from that movie I love. Oh, oh, oh my God! You're not gonna know this. We, what? Nobody <laughs> okay. would, except okay. for me. Okay, but Which is? she comes on, and I'm like, Oh my God! She was in a movie called Forever My Girl. It okay. came out in 2018. It's like my guilty pleasure movie. Oh. I. Which, by the way, was written and directed by a woman. Just, Ooh, I just found that okay. out when I looked it up. All you're, right, you're not gonna want to cover it, but okay, it's about a country music star uh-huh. who sets a guy who sets out to win over the girl he left at the altar, who is played <gasps> by this actress. Oh, her name is God. Josie in it, and I loved her in it. And when she came on, I'm like, it's Josie. Oh. <laughs> I can assure you, very few people watching this are thinking Josie. And by the way, a completely different character than this, right? Than what she's playing here. But uh, I like that premise, though. Yeah, and it sounds very much up your alley too. Oh, it's so up my alley. I've watched it multiple times, like as in country music and the one who got away. Like, could it be hundred percent? It couldn't be anymore. I can't even. It can't be. It really couldn't be. Which is why I own it and play it multiple times. No one else has. Ever God, seen I it. Love it? Remember, Wait, like love- that and Endless Love, the one I told you about too, yes. that I'm embarrassed to admit. Both of which, them, which mm-hmm. I'm still on board with that one. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's the name of it? It's a song title what's Forever it? My Girl. Oh, I love that song. It's so Forever My Girl. Uh, Paula Abdul. <laughs> yes. Yes. Forever My Girl. Yes. Oh, God. The yes. singing today, Kate. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. That song is not in the movie, just so you know. Oh. But mm-hmm. oh, all right. But anyway. it makes me think of that, so I get nostalgic. So you just... you thought of Cougar Town, and I thought of Forever My Girl. 
both of which are not going to be relevant at all not. to this show, but <laughs> but still. No. Okay, so we have, for the women, we have Becky, mm-hmm. Sam, Samantha, and then at the very end, we get a glimpse yeah. of the Jessica Hyde, the the character who we think is a character in, in the comic book, although it turns out she's a real person. So, so we're introduced to Ian and Becky at the bar who they're meeting up for the first time. Yes. And how could I not take note that Ian gets the frou-frou uh, you know, hello? Comic-Con drink yes. and Becky I, comes up and orders a beer. A beer. I yes. mean, I put Corinne is going to love this. I wrote, <laughs> she orders a beer, exclamation point. Now, yes. we've talked about it many times, but people don't know that we just... Covered cocktail, cocktail in which, yes. but you've talked about, we've had the beer versus wine debate and yes. your love of wine. But yeah, I was like, you got to be kidding me. She orders a beer and he orders the co- the comic Kazi. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God. Kamikaze though. It's a very yes. cocktail day for us. Yes, it um, is. Yeah. And I kind of wish that she had kept her beer and not catered to his fragile ego, but- but I will say that what we see of this character, Ian, it might have been worth it. He seems genuinely sensitive and kind, someone who isn't going to walk all over her, you know, or, or think this is like her being submissive. So I'm okay with it for now. But I did love that she, and also Sam, also drinking beer. You know, this is what I said on cocktails. Some of us like our inner selves to be complicated and we like mm-hmm. to keep our drink orders very simple. I no like nonsense, that. right? Mm-hmm. I like it. Yes. And so Sam, we also see that she's close with her dad. Mm-hmm. And she is also responsible for one of my favorite scenes. The 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 best oh. monologue in this episode, oh, right? When she yeah. dresses down the geeks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she comes up to them, by the way, wearing my favorite college outfit of all time overalls with a cute little shirt underneath it (laughs) and she strolls over to this group there and they're wearing fake bunny ears and mad scientist costumes and yet they're making fun of her yeah they all look like a bunch of doofuses they're like ridiculous they're dressed in these ridiculous costumes and taking themselves super seriously yes and she's like, um, you're getting this all wrong. Did You missed this. Here's Uganda. Here's the bats. Here's, you know, she's pointing at everything. Yeah. And they are making fun of her. And they're saying, oh, it all has to mean something. And she's <laughs> like, it does mean something. Yeah. And then, and then she goes into her, do you, you want to hear a conspiracy theory? Somehow, a few decades ago, a group of you fucking boy assholes <laughs> managed, yes, managed to trick the world into believing comic books were serious literature. And now you sit around all day stewing in the violence, masturbating Masturb- over, <laughs> over meta metaphors, <laughs> pretending that you're valid. It doesn't make you smart or deep to debate what kind of martial arts Artemis performs. This shit is about, about life. life. Yes. Mm-hmm. This shit is about doing something, not talking about cartoons doing something. Oh my God. I wrote that. I was like, love right? this. Yes. I loved it too. And it also was very much like in line with this podcast, the way we're talking about these characters as like, what's going on in the like the real part of this? We're not, you know, talking about 
every step they take in the movie we're just we're digging deeper into what this says about them their psychology their astrology Mm -hmm. but digging deeper into it and so I I liked that I I love that scene and first of all she was just fantastic she, she was just great. Crushed it. Yes. And you know, when she walks up, they're like, oh my God, there's like a cute girl willing to talk yeah. to us. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she yeah. just dresses them down. Like, yeah, yes. whatever, nerd boys. Yeah. Or whatever she called he, them. You here, said the yeah, Yes. Here's your conspiracy theory. You guys like, over there acting like these are real people. No. Get deeper. Yes. She's like, this is about like Ebola and infectious yes. diseases, you yes. idiots. And I love that Wilson guy's like creeping in the back, like, uh huh, Uganda. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, what yes. she said. Like, yes. he gets it. Yes, yes. And then at the end, we're introduced to Jessica Hyde, who apparently is a real person. She's clearly in survival mode. She does, she doesn't look fully human. She's yeah. kind of, right? Like, slinking around and doesn't care that this woman is dying and begging her for help yeah that was weird yeah 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 but obviously I think she's gonna bring some complication to the story and to that role yeah she's I guess she is they've they've spent you know each one of them has sort of mentioned that she is sort of the lead I guess in this Mm -hmm. comic book and so then for her to appear and say like because I'm Jessica Hyde you're like you don't know what that means but I'm like oh whoa this is weird yes but you also know the whole premise and that they're trying to save just you know save her and from the bunny thing or whatever that is. I know. That's yeah. the thing. There's some it's weird shit. I don't know. Definitely some weird shit going on. There's a lot happening. I mean, the shooting. I mean, this is yeah. this is like way more high stakes than I imagined from what the description, I guess, was. I mean, yes. Yeah. Well, shooting it, it could have gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Gillian kind of talks about this in an interview with Rolling Stone. The interviewer says there's really no, it's it's very unclear who is the villain, who thinks they're doing the right, quote unquote, the right thing. And she says, when you hit the final episode, I think the audience is going to go, what? I'm mad at this. No, 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 no. But I think oh. the other half of the audience is going to sort of lean in a little bit and be surprised at who they're aligned with. Ultimately, it's designed specifically for people to argue about who the good guy is and who the bad guy is. Oh. And certainly, I liked the idea of having villains who believe that they're doing the right thing. Right thing. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I know. See, this is why she gets me. This is what I love about Gone Girl. Who is the victim and who is the villain here? It's very unclear. And she likes to play with those things. And that's what I'm really, that's so, what I'm really drawn to. As a fan of hers, were you surprised at this genre, I guess, that she's she's in here with sort of the comic books or graphic novel? Not, I mean, I don't. I wasn't surprised because it's a little bit similar. Now, we've only watched the first episode, so mm-hmm. I don't know where it's all going. But it it was a little bit reminiscent of Dark Places. And okay. there's a convention that she goes to. She's kind of like this out there, very isolated character. So she's not really integrated into society. So 
some of those things, I guess the Jessica Hyde character obviously then spoke to me and then in that way. And then also the convention, like I said, she, she said she loves a good convention. I don't know why it's so kind of random, but yeah, it isn't what I love the most about her. So it didn't surprise me, but it isn't what I love the most about her. So we'll see. Yeah. And I did not, because we just, this just came out and we just decided to watch it. So I haven't done my normal research, but I, I did read like the New York Times article that where she was interviewed about this. And apparently her dad was super into comic books and used to take her as a kid. Mm -hmm. So whereas some people are like, wow, this is a surprising turn for her. She's sort of like, yeah, it's not though. At all. You know me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like he used to bring me as a kid and used to tell me about, you know, this comic was based on like Ray Bradbury's story and this Mm. was based, you know, and like Mm. would explain it all to her. And she said between that and like her genuine interest slash obsession with conspiracy theories, she's Mm -hmm. like, this is actually right up my alley. Right, right. (laughs) You know, you guys think of me as sort of the fucked up female protagonist, which is cool too, but she's like, you know, or or someone else. I think it was uh, David Fincher who... Yes, yes, Gone Girl. Yes. Yes. Said, um, you know, people think she's so dark as a person because right. of her work, but like, yeah. she's actually like wickedly playful, and oh, like, that's that. not her. You know, you right. guys think she's Amy Dunn or whatever, yes, and yes. Um, she said she's got a wicked sense of humor, and like this, like, kind of maybe is, you know, more her than than maybe we even you can th- imagine. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love I that. That was cool. Yes, I remember reading a long time ago, and I don't know where it is, and I didn't reread it for this, but I remember her telling a story about how, about her dad introducing her to those kind of dark stories, maybe comic book stuff, and that she had gotten like called into the principal's office at a young age because she had written a story and like a wolf was hunting a baby. (laughs) And then did you hear about this? And then at the end, the wolf eats the baby. Or the coyote eats the baby. Oh. And they were like, um, they brought her parents in and her parents were like so proud of her. Yeah, I love it. Back to the feral point. Jeez. Yes. By yeah. the way, her daughter's named Veronica. I love that name. Oh, it, nice. I love it. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of V names for some reason. My husband vetoed them immediately, but... I'm so a, funny the I'm v names fan. and I you did. tried to name one yes, of our characters. our characters vanessa i did <gasps> I know. Right. you like v names violet been... too oh yeah. i love that name and yeah, when I'm... jennifer garner and ben affleck picked I violet know. i was like eh, i'm oh, not a v name person i love it i think you are or you aren't and i definitely am yeah. another way you two will bond you I and gillian know. when you meet someday i know um and by the way pisces she's a pisces she is a pisces oh they speak to you yes they do i have a lot of pisces in my chart not only am i cuspy because i'm born on the edge of the pisces but i do actually have a lot of pisces in my chart too so so it kind of makes sense but she said something else in that Rolling Stone article that I thought you would love or we would love for this because we were just talking about this with Allison Wood 
and how, you know, lady memoirs and their lady stories are treated differently. And also we talked about it with um, Christina Baker Klein too, with historical fiction. Well, the the interviewer says, as someone who kind of kicked off the next wave of thriller writers, what do you want to see in that realm moving forward? And she says, first of all, I would love for people to stop using the phrase domestic thriller in regard to my work and Mm. other women's work. I think it's incredibly sexist and really minimizes what we're doing. I think there's still this idea that if you're writing about relationships and you're a woman, that your story is immediately less important and less interesting than a man writing about, you know, politics or crime, even though the important things in the world that are generally the people that are close to us. And she says she wants to see... uh, I love mysteries and thrillers, and I think we have so many amazing writers in this genre right now. I would love to see it get more respect to because to me, the best ones do tackle really interesting and important topics, and then you attach a mystery to it. It's just interesting to hear her saying that. She hasn't, right. I haven't heard her say anything like that. I, I didn't think she was felt like she was treated differently. Right, exactly. Because, well, you think because uh, of all the success she's had, that, yes, you know, right? Exactly. Like, but yeah, still that she would have kind of been above that but no she gets she still gets it apparently yeah now how many episodes are in this i didn't even check that eight episodes eight episodes yes okay. yeah eight episodes oh i think they're each about an hour i'm definitely gonna watch it it is not my usual thing as we've discussed but you know i'm just such a huge fan of hers and I and the first episode really surprised me. I was more intrigued than I expected. And since I do love dark stuff, it kind of felt a little the OA, which we just talked yeah. about with Chloe Benjamin, the OA meets Ozark or something, you know, dark like that cuz I do love Ozark as well. But I I think it I could I could get into it. I'm definitely. It's It's very intriguing. It really is. Like it really surprised me. I will say that because, like I said, I wasn't expecting the Ozark part. That sort of the 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 dark. Yes, the the killing. The the killing. You know, like that there was sort of this dark underworld element. Verse. I thought it was. You know, honestly, more just the the mystery around this comic, yeah, um, and and the story. But this certainly adds a twist, man. Yes, and her teasing the ending where people are gonna make, possibly freak out yeah. about it, no, or that's cool, or yes, or be surprised who they're aligned with. And she also talked about that. She said that she has never been the kind of person who wants to write something where you're going to sit there and go, well, you know, I, I really got to watch this because I know it's going to be good for me. It's going to expand my mind or, or you know, offer me something or teach me something. That's not what she, she does. She says, I'd always much rather write something and have people have a visceral reaction of, I loved it or I hated this. Oh, and, and I love that. Yes. And she says, I was signing books once and I had a woman come up to me and slam Gone Girl down and say, I hated this book. My book club made me read it. I read it with them and I hated it so much. And I was like, great, let's talk about it. <laughs> I love it. But this is what my husband says about me. People either love you or hate yes. you. I'm like, great, thank you. Yes. I don't understand. Is that supposed to be an insult to me? Like- yeah. Most of the time that has more to do with them than it does about you. What right. does that say about you that you hate me? You don't like a, a loud opinionated woman? You don't. Right. I get the same thing. I'm talking about yeah. me. I get the same yeah. thing. 
who wants a lukewarm reaction to anything? I'm well, with her. That's exactly. She, so she finishes saying, I would rather write something that you hate, but that you talk about than to have you say, I liked it and never think about it again. Yeah, she's that, right. That, I think mm-hmm. that should be our new tagline. <laughs> right? And we say that in our outro. We say whether you love it or hate it, mm-hmm. you know, just tell us. That's what we want to yeah. hear about it. That's Yes. I don't. Exactly. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear. It's fine. Yes, I. That's the last thing I want. I either want you on board or shouting at me in disagreement the whole time. Well, we have a few reviews on Apple Podcasts to that effect. Yes, we do. And I love it. By the way, Apple d- algorithm does not take into account whether it's a bad review or a good review. It's just that someone has taken the time. Apple gets it that yes. someone has taken the time to review. That means more people should be seeing this. And so they, please feel free yeah, to review us. That's We're right. Here. Poorly, I, w- I wish well. you could respond. I do too. I really I do. Don't, not because I want to argue with people, but you know how like you do like a TripAdvisor review yes. or Yelp and you yeah. know, the manager writes back. I'm yes. sorry to hear that, but I'd like yes. to, I'd love to have a dialogue. Like yes. I invite people to DM us exactly. on Instagram or exactly. tweet to us. I'm happy to discuss it because sometimes some of yeah. the things that people say, I don't, I just don't get it at all. I'd love right. to hear more. Or other yeah. times I'm just like, I know what you mean, but here's what we were thinking. Like I yes. would love to have a discussion. Me too. You You're right. Too. You're right. Totally. I would. Absolutely. I, I that that rather... one recently though, I was like, I, were they watching the same show? What did no. they say? It was they I May really Destroy You. They thought that we were being negative. We, we had nothing. I don't recall saying Any, anything negative i mean we just gushed about that show for yeah so that's just weeks. weird and weeks i agree it was weird anyway what about you will you watch it i think i might actually i mean yeah. i i think i might i mean it was very like i said it was very interesting definitely not my normal mm-hmm. kind of thing either but i don't know i was pretty intrigued i'm excited to see how the women hold up so far yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, Becky's clearly got hiding something. I don't know what's going on with that. Was she having a oh. seizure? Yeah, what was what? that? And know. she's the one that's obsessed with whether there was the anything science. about a yes. yeah, and about a virus or whatever. Yes. What was she looking for? Yeah, she's sick in some way and needs to find some sort of cure or that's the answers it. to it. Is what yes. I took from that. But also, she's pretty like she's nice. They're like, oh, Becky's really as nice as she yeah. seems. Yeah, but also. When he said he liked risk, she's like, yeah, that sucks. Like, yes. Like she has yeah. her own. Per- she's not. Yeah. She's not all just like, I'll have a drink. I'll have this stupid drink because you're drinking right. it. No. Yes. I. And then yeah. he said, like, you know, ju- you know, almost as much as like Wilson about this. So she's obviously very knowledgeable mm-hmm. about Utopia. So, I mean. Yeah. I yeah, know. and Sam, she's, oh, she's gonna, a badass. Yeah, yeah, she is a badass, and she's gonna speak her mind, and I'm I'm intrigued. And then, of course, the the yeah. feral Jessica. There's a there's enough for me to hold on to. I'll give it. And then we haven't even seen John Cusack yet, and I love him. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So let's. I don't know when he comes in, but. I, it's got to be soon. I would think. Yeah, I would think so. It's a good pilot episode, though. We talk about pilot yes, episodes a lot and how and hard, hard, they, hard are. they are. Yeah, you're right. And it is. I do think they do a good job of introducing everyone, sort of setting the scene, leaving you 
hanging there with a really great ending. And no, how unexpected pilot. is the kid? I love that. Yeah, what the hell? I love it. He's just like this little kid and he worms his way into the penthouse. He gets yes. a copy of the thing everybody wants and just takes <laughs> off with it. I love even though it. there's guys with guns after it. I, okay. I love it. I love like did you watch the movie cloak and dagger when you were no young? i i loved like any movie where kids were irrationally like and so unrealistically independent i just had such i i always loved i always imagined yeah, myself cool. yeah i always imagined myself as one of those kids i don't know why i wasn't i mean like left up like this kid travels all the way to somewhere else on a bus and he brings his cheetos and he breaks it gets into the penthouse i mean this he just kid. like hangs out in the penthouse with his cheetos fill in the bath and dancing that was great yeah. was no, that great. was great that was yes. great okay all right well so we'll see how this one is received i hope people love it or hate it and not just feel yes. warm about it because gillian flynn would want that exactly exactly this has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Women or on Twitter at pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love, or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated.